Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What is up, everybody? Um, I'm Lauren Day. This is Game Day with Lauren Day. Obviously, it's not actually game day. Uh, the coronavirus kind of switched up my plans for this podcast, but we're going to make the best of it. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm here with Josh, and we have a lot of, to talk about today. Josh, it's game day. Yeah, we sure do. It's game day. Um, okay, so... I just kind of want to go over what the original plan was for this podcast. I started thinking about it during football season. Um, I wanted to just be a really non-intimidating sports podcast for anybody. Um, I am obviously, I work in the sports industry. For those who don't know, like Josh and I both work for the Big Ten Network. So I've been involved with sports my whole life. But a lot of my good friends are not. And they do not know much about the things that I talk about. But I know a lot who want to learn more, and I know, especially for you ladies, it can be intimidating to sit and listen to sports podcasts or turn on ESPN or SportsCenter. Um, So I just want this to be a space where anyone can listen and learn and not feel left out. Um, Yeah, I just want anyone to be able to jump in and listen to this podcast and learn more. If you already know, have some fun. It's not going to be too serious. Obviously, the coronavirus, this is my little corona project, so don't take it too serious. (laughs) Um, So Josh and I are both like social distancing, quarantine, so we are on FaceTime right now. Josh, how's it going for you over there? Uh, it's, it's going all right. So I, I, uh, I mean, a lot of people who will be listening don't know me. So I live in, in Foundry in Ann Arbor. So I live on the seventh floor of a high rise and, um, it's strange because I don't, I don't even have windows that open. So I feel like I'm in a complete bubble, which is kind of, it's kind of nice in terms of security, but then sometimes it does feel like I'm a prisoner. And like, when I go outside, it's like wreck time is kind of what I feel like I'm having. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of, it's weird to watch uh, because we have these big floor to ceiling windows. So it's weird to watch like the world just sort of unfolds from seven floors up and like you can tell that there's like significantly less traffic than usual and i don't know ann arbor seems like it's been gray like since all of this has been happening like we had one day of nice sun and then it's just been like miserable oh yeah it's raining but i mean yeah i'm I'm, i think i'm doing well all things considered plenty of food in the apartment (laughs) so that's the main thing but yeah other than that it's just it's weird but you know I'm sure people, by. people are dying to know probably right now. <laughs> Where are you from, Josh? Tell the so people. I'm from, I'm from Oxford in England originally. Apologies because I just smacked my microphone with my hand as I tried to grab some water. Um, I'm from Oxford in England. Uh, I'm an international student here at the University of Michigan. I'm a junior. Uh, and so it, it's a strange situation for me to be in right now because... Uh, I have friends actually from England who have been over in the U.S. studying abroad just for this semester, like my friend Dan, and my cousin Max was actually at Illinois. Um, He just flew home uh, today. My friend Dan is in the process of getting back home now, 
But it, it's sort of strange because for them, you know, it makes sense for them to go home because they were just studying abroad. But this is Ann Arbor has been my home for the last three years. And while I do go home, I only go home for like two weeks a year. So it, to me, it's like I feel more comfortable, like not more comfortable, but this is my home. I kind of right. want to be here. Yeah. And then it's also the added like danger of international travel, but it's it's a lot of it's obviously tough for my parents, me being here. I just got off Skype with them now, so we're just Skyping more. Um and then sort of just keeping close tabs on how everything is going. Cause if, if shit really hits the fan, then I, I will fly home. But right now I've sort of agreed with my parents that it sort of feels safest for everyone for me to stay here in social distance my parents have started practicing social distancing which is making me very happy to hear um yeah it, it's 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 a strange situation definitely i know for a fact as well that people in the uk are not taking this near, nearly as seriously yet as it's being taken in the uk uh, in the us sorry um i mean not everyone in this country is taking it seriously yet but i'd say it's sort of getting through to most people now that it's like you know, if you have spring break plans, probably don't go on them. I mean, we can't go to restaurants anymore, that kind of thing. But in the UK, all my friends are coming back from uni and they're just like, well, I guess we'll just all throw house parties. And it's like, not the greatest idea, but there's significantly less cases in the UK in comparison to the US, even if you take population into account. So that's, you know, in, in the like area that I'm from in the UK, as of right now, there's only like, 22 cases so it's it's not awful but uh it's definitely interesting to to for us to see how all of this is going to play out i guess it's scary like i feel like every morning i wake up and for a second i forget what's going on and i'm like yeah thinking i'm about to get up and get ready to go to class and then i'm like yeah wait i'm just gonna open my laptop and like it's weird i it hasn't like hit me it's like a it's like a scary movie have you been to the yeah. grocery store yet yes yeah we went for like, me and my girlfriend i mean obviously you know miles but for listeners yeah. my girlfriend miles and i yeah we went on a big grocery shop on friday and i thought like the toilet paper stuff i was like that can't be can't be real but like no there's no toilet paper anywhere why is that a thing i feel like well yeah way- <laughs> everyone thinks they're gonna be pooping more i guess but it's like <laughs> I it's i guess i i suppose Okay, here's my only thinking for it is that I suppose if usually you would be at work for the entire day, usually if you needed to use the restroom, you would be using work toilet paper. Now, if you've got the whole family at home using the bathroom, I guess technically you will go through more toilet paper. But for people who are buying like (laughs) five packs of it, it's like, I mean, the world is changing right now, but we're not at the end of the world quite yet. Yeah, what, here's the three things it, it, it's toilet paper chicken and pasta those are the three chicken? things the, at Maya right now there's no chicken at become all become a vegetarian okay yeah that's the way to do and it get i guess cans yeah. of beans yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i have plenty of cans of beans but <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird for me because i'm a senior i don't know for people who don't know i guess i should introduce myself uh more than my three friends that will probably listen to this podcast. Not sure if there's anyone listening that doesn't know who I am. Um, but I'm a senior here at the University of Michigan as well. Um, I'm from Michigan, so I'm like 40 minutes from home. If I do feel like I need to go home, I will. But for now, I just think it's the best idea for me to stay here. I'm not really comfortable going home to my parents. Because um, people our age can carry it and show no symptoms. Yeah, so like yeah. the last thing I would want to do is go home and put my parents and then whoever they work with and my other family all in danger. So I'm just kind of hunkering down here. Um, but it's been super sad for seniors. Our graduation is oh, yeah. canceled. Um, my friends are like gone, moved home across the country to my best friends. One is gone in California, back home. One of them's gone in New Jersey, back home. It's, it's sad because you think you have all this time left and like all these plans ahead. And it's just like cut short in a, in a second. It's it's still hard for me to wrap my head around, but I don't know. I I hope that these universities step up and do something really special for our class. Yeah, I I would hope so. Yeah, I I I can't even imagine being in the position that you're in. Like I it's insane what like like things that 
you wouldn't think about it. Like, usually when there's, like, a national emergency, it's not, like, things still happen. People still graduate, like, the, but just given what coronavirus is, it's just taken so much from everyday life and things that you wouldn't even think about that it's, it's yeah, very, truly bizarre to live through. I know that I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. And I guess a positive is I did have a conversation with one of my friends. Yeah, we're not going to graduate, and that's something... When you first get into college, like you look for, I was looking for, we get to graduate in the big house. Like that is, that is amazing. And I won't have that, but I really hope like, you know, what's happening right now is so historic. I hope they like, I don't know, give us something. I I suggested they bring us back, give us tickets to a football game. Just honor us for a second at the football game. Oh, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? It can't be that hard. Yeah, class of 2020. Yeah. Class of 2020 stand up. And yeah, then, absolutely. There you go. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, when you when they scan your M card, they hand you your diploma as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, people are like, when are you graduating? I'm like, well, you mean like getting my diploma mailed to me? Like, this sucks. Yeah, right. But... Schlissel's gonna airdrop it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Whatever. I mean, got yeah. it. I mean, it, shit happens. It's something I'll be able to tell my kids, I guess. Yeah, no, this is truly one for the one for the grandkids. Like, oh yeah, we we lived through the the coronavirus. Scare They're gonna be like twenty twenty. Grandma, why do you keep so much toilet paper? <laughs> I yeah, survived it's like, the coronavirus. Oh, you wouldn't know. You, you wouldn't Your know kids like wouldn't back get in it. My day. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've seen a bunch. I mean, one thing I think that it, it's just very telling of our generation is very shortly before the coronavirus outbreak happened. I uh, succumbed to peer pressure and downloaded TikTok. Oh god! Um, and li- my entire TikTok feed—I'd say—I'd say ninety-five percent of it is jokes about the coronavirus, and it's just very telling of our generation that it's like we take this thing that is an international crisis and just make memes out of it because we don't know how to actually emotionally comprehend it. I know. I I got TikTok for like a day, and then I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get the dance. Like, the dances, like I, I don't get. I, oh, I know a couple of them now, Lauren. Oh, you don't even want to. You don't even want to see me bust out a couple of those dances. I got it. Is that yeah. what you've been doing during your quarantine? Mars and I have been talking about it seriously. We were thinking about having like a whole day where we just dedicate it to learning some TikTok dances. Great. Hey, mm-hmm. might as well. I ordered a ukulele off Amazon. <laughs> Why not? You have time. Like, like, I don't know what possessed me to do that, but I was like, I was on YouTube somehow. Ended up watching ukulele tutorials and just ordered one. So it'll happen. Next podcast, yeah. I might be playing. Next, <laughs> hey, that can be the intro for the podcast. Oh, you yeah, can I'll play on it. ukulele. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I don't know how it's good it's gonna be, but whatever. Um, so online classes—that's our new normal. How's that been going for you? Um, I mean, pretty good. I've actually kind of lucked out. All of my professors have been pretty amazing about everything that's going on, like giving us like ample time, like extended deadlines for sort of, it's nice that they're sort of taking into account that this is definitely having a mental toll on students. Um, I don't have any classes that are doing like the, the live stream lecture thing. All of mine are, um, like sort of professors recording little clips and putting it along with presentations it's just like a lot more filling out worksheets to prove that you did reading uh a lot of my classes this semester a lot of my i'm a comm major i'm a comm and film major but right this semester i'm doing significantly more comm classes um most of my classes are just writing right now anyway so it's like it's sort of more time to write but it's also like it's just weird not not being in a classroom like i i find that a lot of my motivation comes from the fact like my freshman and sophomore year i wasn't that great about making sure that i went to every class but i really changed my routine the beginning of my junior year and i didn't miss a single class for my Damn. whole See, whole first semester i started yeah. freshman and sophomore oh. doing good and it's just gone downhill from there yeah no it's in <laughs> my freshman year as soon as they told me in eeks 180 that they were going to record the lectures i was i was bye-bye from that point but Please. uh um no like start of junior year like that semester um our full semester i didn't miss a single class the the entire semester Jesus. so and I, and I hadn't missed a single class this semester either until this corona <laughs> thing God. happened so it's like 
Well, it was part of my motivation was like, I'm going to class. I know I'm getting work done. And like, I know I'm actually going to learn the material because it's really easy to tell yourself like, oh, I'll just do the reading. But it's like, will I do the reading? Like, realistically? Wait, wait, wait till you're a senior. You'll, you'll. I'll understand. I'm you'll sure. You'll get this thing yeah. they call senioritis. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's rough. Um, okay. Yeah. So I wish my classes were like that. My roommates are like that too, but. I'm in like a Spanish class, so our uh-huh. whole class discussion, it's it's all conversation based. Like we get oh, into really? all these different groups and that's like majority of our grade is like us we just talk Spanish with each other every day. Right. So that online has been so weird. It's so interesting. Yeah. Like we're just talking, we don't even have video, but it's just like conferencing oh. and mini chat rooms and then you see the professor's name like pop up. So that's we, like, really talk interesting. A lot, and then he like leaves the chat and then it <laughs> It's That's weird. So weird. It that has... is really weird. Oh. oh, and if you guys hear puppy sounds, I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> Perks of working from home, but she's scared of the rain. I'm gonna hold her. Um, and then I have I'm in like a music video production class. I'm a film major as well. Um, so that we all had individual projects which were like huge. We dedicated the whole semester to them, and now the studios are closed. We can't run equipment. There's like we're just stuck. There's like nothing we can do, but that professor's been awesome. He's like, you can make like video essays. You can just turn in a ton of pre-production, um, like storyboarding stuff. So he's been great, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. I don't want to get into you pay all this tuition because it's not their fault, but like, yeah, I feel like, what am I getting out of it at this point? I don't know. Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's especially, uh, I can tell you, I did not anticipate in my time at michigan that i would be paying out of state tuition to go to school online Online so yeah yeah shout out shout out to my parents for that right appreciate it yeah Uh (laughs) oh yeah it's my student loan so that's great and now we don't we're out of a job so yeah uh i'm like yeah that's that's the other thing i have no income anymore right i don't like what do we do for money i yeah all right, let, that's enough of that. Let's move into sports because <laughs> I'm going to start going crazy if I talk about this for too long. Um, but obviously, mm-hmm. classes are canceled. Universities are canceled. Sports are fucking canceled. It's so sad. Yeah. It's day five. I don't know what to talk about with anyone anymore. So, Josh, give us a little timeline of mid-March in the U.S. So when when things really hit the fan in the U.S. or things. yeah, when when <laughs> shit hits the fan in the U.S. is on March twelfth. March twelfth is when Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tests positive for the coronavirus, and that's announced minutes before the Jazz were meant to play in Oklahoma against the Thunder. So players from both teams are then quarantined in locker rooms until tests are administered, which is an absolute shit show. To be honest with you, I mean the actual administration of the test goes really well. They do a good job of being able to control the players uh, in the locker rooms, but it's strange for the fans because an announcement comes on over the speaker system thing saying the game is cancelled, you're all safe. And then they're all just all of a sudden free to go, which is really strange, but that's sort of how it happened. Um, And from that point, we then find out that Donovan Mitchell, one of Rudy Gobert's teammates, also has the coronavirus which is which is crazy because now you have two nba players immediately who have this virus and that sort of starts the the snowball at the top of the hill for what then happens for american sports within the next 24 hours uh specifically basketball things change unbelievably rapidly but what's strange about the coronavirus is the fact that we don't actually know that rudy gobert was the one who gave the virus to donovan mitchell like it was reported that Rudy Gobert was basically just a bit of a prick about all of this, and he just wasn't safe in the way that he handled things. I mean, he had a press conference at the beginning of the day where, because he had been feeling sick, reporters were asking him about that, and he sort of made light of the situation and was saying that he's feeling much better now, and then proceeds to put his giant hands all over the microphones that are around, touching everything. It's later reported that he was being careless in the locker room, touching his teammates touching their belongings that sort of thing sort of making light of the whole thing and he's since apologized for that but you can see that's definitely creating some significant tension and donovan mitchell even went as far as to say um that it took him a little bit before he sort of 
settle down with Rudy Gobert. So definitely there's some beef, there's some uh, some friction within that Jazz locker room. So it'd be really interested to see when they sort of come back to play, if they do, you know, whether whether they'll be able to resolve that or not. Right, Hopefully they will. Right. But then from this point on, so the NBA then immediately suspends the season, despite the fact that games are still going on at that time. Like, for example, the Mavericks are playing the Nuggets that night, which is so bizarre because as an NBA player, if you find out during a game that the whole season has been suspended, what are you even playing for at that point? Like, I, I don't understand what your motivation is for continuing playing that game so i can only imagine how strange that must have been so the nba season is then suspended so you know what's going to happen at this point because we're due to have all of these conference tournaments for basketball are meant to start the next day on march 13th so here's what happens all college basketball tournaments are suspended i'm in a restaurant with my friend ryan about to watch michigan's first game of the big 10 tournament and moments before tip-off it's announced that they've suspended or they've canceled the tournament, or at least it's been suspended. Did you watch that on like live? Me in that industry, like I wonder what the people behind the scenes—they're probably like, oh, "What are we gonna cut to? Like, what came on next?" Do you remember? Everything suddenly just breaks down. We just see players. Players are just walking off the court getting given hand sanitizer. That's the only thing they can show on TV. There's there's nothing else for them to show. So we're watching that, and it's like, God, all of these tournaments start getting canceled. The Big 12, the ACC, the AAC, the MEC, everything is getting canceled. But we're eating lunch, and we ask if they can put on the Big East tournament hasn't been canceled. So we start watching a game from the Big East tournament, and then it's canceled at the half, which I, the, the well, the, the tournament is suspended at the half, which is something that I've never seen happen in all of college basketball. In fact, I did some research on it, and I cannot find a single uh, circumstance where that's happened before in college basketball, where they've ended a game at the half. It's truly unprecedented circumstances, and that was bizarre. The game was just over. That was the final score of the game. I think it was like 39-33. Actually, a bit of an upset. I know that the lower seed was the ones who ended up technically winning that game, but then it's like, what, what happens for all these teams? And it's just, you know... From that point, every conference tournament is canceled and following that, or or at least suspended, and then that's when the bombshell really drops and the NCAA announces they have suspended, um, not sorry, that they haven't even suspended, the NCAA announces that they've canceled the tournament. Both the men's and women's March Madness tournaments are gone. Yeah, it's crazy. I I guess the... um... People were mad at NCAA President Mark Emmert for canceling it before he postponed it. He didn't even, because most things were getting postponed at this time, and he just straight up canceled it. Um, So I know a lot of people were heated at him, but he was, like, comparing it. You know, most people, most of these student athletes are expected to move home and take online class. Um, So he's just looking at it like it's a different perspective when you consider college athletes, but... And that's when American sports, in my mind, really breaks down because within hours you hear about the NHL is suspended, Major League Soccer is suspended, uh, Major League Baseball is suspended, um, and then within w- within that same day you get the news that the NCAA is suspending or canceling all play of all sports throughout all of college. So that means for sports like baseball. They basically didn't even get a season, which just sucks. It's awful. I can't even imagine being in that situation. It's sad. I, I really feel for the seniors. Not that like my senior experience compares to theirs in any way. Like These student-athletes dedicate, what, three and a half, almost four years at this point for you know these March Madness games, like baseball season, softball season, lacrosse, like all these sports that are in season right now are just... They thought they had one more year to go, and I cannot even imagine how hard this is for them. It just breaks my heart for for seniors, uh, you know, John Teske, Xavier Simpson, the two winningest players in all of Michigan basketball history combined as a duo. They've won more games than anyone. Um, And it's just heartbreaking to see that they don't get that final run at another Big Ten tournament title. They don't get to see how far they can push it into March. It is devastating for players like Cassius Winston, who... You know, given the the tragedy that he faced, that personal tragedy 
within his family earlier on this season, being up and down all through the year, and then eventually sort of Michigan State getting it really on track, getting a share of that regular season uh, title for the Big Ten. He doesn't get another Big Ten title opportunity. He doesn't get another opportunity to have a deep run through March. So that's also just devastating for him. Um, Luca Garza having a National Player of the Year type year, I was so excited to watch how he would face up against non-Big Ten opponents because I think that he would have absolutely dominated them in March. And you know, it's just heartbreaking for those seniors. They they don't get the opportunity that they, that they really deserve and that they've trained so hard for. So, and you you know you look at sports like baseball where their season basically didn't even begin. Softball, same thing. Any of these spring sports where players just have had a season stolen from them. And the NCAA has sort of spoken, well, actually they haven't spoken, but people assume that they're going to speak about whether this means that players are going to get uh, any more eligibility. Because for those seniors, a lot of them, it means that sort of sport's over for them, or at least if there's not a professional avenue for them to follow, it's sort of, they're left with nothing and, you know, what an awful position to be in. I can't imagine. Because for me, like, we cover sports for our career, and as much as I love doing that, I know that in the future I will be able to do that again. But it's not like these athletes will ever be able to compete at that unless they're like going pro, which especially for girls, a lot it's almost impossible to. Um, I feel for them that I can't even imagine how tough it is. But also on the other side of things, people like us, a lot, so many people are losing jobs right now, and um, I know like NCAA and a lot of television deals that they've had with March Madness, they earn almost their entire annual revenue from March Madness. So they're in a huge financial trouble. Like, it's just such a tough place right now. I kind of thought about this, like, people have in this whole world have nothing else to talk about right now than the coronavirus. So it's like all these news outlets, sports outlets, like entertainment, like it's all the same thing right now. It's trippy. But it's funny. I know LeBron James. I don't know. 2020 has been rough, man. I got to read these tweets. It's LeBron James. He goes, LeBron, man, we're canceling sporting events, school, office work, et cetera, et cetera. What we really need to cancel is 2020. Damn, it's been a rough three months. God bless and stay safe. True as fuck. Steph Curry, 2020 ain't it. <laughs> don't know what to compare this situation to. Just got to buckle up and take care of yourself and those around you. Basketball will be back at some point, but right now, protect yourself and stay safe out there. And yeah, it's like we're into month three, almost four of 2020. We were talking earlier, the whole Kobe thing, like I expected that to be the sports news of my lifetime, like of the decade, definitely of the year, definitely of the month. And then this happens and it's like, what the fuck? It's a, still a sore subject for a ton of people, but it's like, with this going on, it's like grazed over, but it's just two huge, terrible things. What is going on? Yeah, Kobe's death, like that really did hit me pretty hard, but it's just crazy just thinking about the fact that I remember when I heard about Kobe's death, I thought that was going to be the, the biggest sporting event, certainly of it seemed seemingly my lifetime. And it's just crazy to think that you get to march and the craziest thing to happen in sports now is is not that and Kobe's death now is like obviously as you said still a sore subject for a lot of people but it's almost been been overshadowed and it's just a very very strange season for for basketball for all sports and yeah I really Kobe Bryant seemed to be the glue that was holding this world together because things have been things have been pretty awful since yeah this is a year of history for sure like everybody's gonna remember the start of 2020 and like I'm glad we're doing this and talking about it even if it's just for future reference for like us to listen back on like this is crazy it's crazy <laughs> um it's fucking crazy and then Kevin Durant tested positive for coronavirus so yeah Kevin Kevin Durant tested positive for the coronavirus along with three other players from the Nets they were trying to be a little sneaky at first about whether they were going to say who it was I know a lot of NBA teams are trying to be cautious about um you know their players have the right to privacy but also other players need to know if they've been in contact with someone who has the coronavirus 
you know, I've seen many, many jokes about, well, the obvious ones, like, oh, I didn't realize that snakes could get coronavirus. <laughs> oh. So, you know, guys, maybe, maybe let's not joke about Kevin Durant having the disease until he's at least gotten over it. That seems a little bit harsh. Um, but what we do know for a fact is that Rudy Gobert could not have given Kevin Durant or any of the rest of the Nets the coronavirus because they haven't played the Jazz since January and the coronavirus can't doesn't last that long in a person's system. So all that can be said is that there must be significant numbers, at least of other NBA players who have the coronavirus. I believe we're up to seven now with four from the Jazz, two, um, sorry, four from Brooklyn, two from the Jazz, and then Christian Wood of the Detroit Pistons was also confirmed uh, previously this week for, for having the coronavirus. So one can only assume that we're going to continue to see uh, cases of this pop up with NBA players. Absolutely. Tough year again. Um, let's move on to the MLB. I don't have too much news, but they're suspended as well. A thing I thought was interesting, like all this stuff that's happening, like I said, I thought could never even happen, but like the Orioles were on their bus headed to Fort Myers um, for spring training versus the Twins. The bus literally stopped and turned around like on the way there. Things were just halted right before they were about to begin. I feel like you always learn when you're a kid, like the history of baseball, this and that. Baseball throughout history, like all these crises that have happened in the U.S., baseball has continued to play. It was like World War II, like everybody gathered and went to MLB games. And that was like our unity as America and relieving like public anxiety. But we don't have anything like that right now. And I'm not sure if this is, it's got to be the first time in history, right? I keep looking for like historical facts, but I don't know if there's ever been a time where there's been absolutely no sports of any league going on for this long period of time, right? I mean, yeah, with, with something like this, obviously, it's pretty much never happened where you have a season end because of something like this. I mean, there have been seasons in the past with organizations like the NBA when uh, they had the lockout season that was significantly shortened, but most of those issues where a season or some kind of sport is suspended is often something to do uh, with the monetary side of the sport and owners and uh, players not being able to come to contract agreements. It's very rarely been something like, well, it's never really been anything like a global pandemic other than I think in 1918 when the Spanish flu was affecting things. But it's, it's, it's truly bizarre because a lot of people do get such comfort from watching sports, myself included. And it sort of just leaves you thinking like, God, I don't even know what I meant to do with myself during this time. It's truly a very strange position to be in, absolutely. I feel like I'm in an episode of Black Mirror. I remember we were setting up um, to broadcast Michigan baseball series last weekend. We were going to do Friday, doubleheader Saturday, game on Sunday. And when we were setting up, um, nobody, no universities were canceled yet. So we're like, oh, like just thinking the fact like what if crew members don't feel comfortable um okay understandable we never even thought that like school being canceled would be an option so then classes got canceled and then they were going to do the series with no fans and media only so I'm like okay cool makes sense like I can broadcast the game so people can watch it at home like makes sense I felt comfortable doing it and then I think Big Ten canceled all further games the next it just escalated so quickly I did not even know that was possible oh that's crazy so what do you think like how is this gonna affect society and sports lovers with no sports yeah so for uh, all the basketball fans out there if you just search NBA hardwood classics on YouTube they have <laughs> all of the like most amazing games from the NBA that are all on YouTube, all the way back to like 1960s basketball. So you can watch some black and white games of like the Boston Celtics. Very strange stuff. It's it's not honestly very entertaining to watch, but they have pretty much every major playoff game you can think of. The greatest games of LeBron, Michael Jordan, Kobe, Steph. They've got they've got them all. I was just watching the other night Game Six of the 1998 NBA Finals, Utah Jazz versus my uh, versus Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Considered potentially Michael Jordan's greatest game. I mean, he's obviously had a thousand incredible games, but considered one of his absolute best and, you know, great one. I would highly recommend you check that out. Uh, I also saw a crab fighting a toy robot, and I just want to make it clear that this was not a case of 
animal cruelty. The crab was in no danger. It was absolutely a toy robot, but this was pretty crazy. I saw it on TikTok where this this toy robot like swings this sword type thing toward the crab and the crab like catches it with its claw and flips it over. So maybe maybe considering check out checking out stuff like that. There's the Marble Olympics on YouTube, which is actually really cool. Oh, um, so that's is it like, like when they like knock down stuff like the dominoes, like those type of tracks? It's like a cool like yeah, it's like a track type thing um, that they race marbles down and they'll do like <laughs> ten marbles and like there's a leaderboard up there that'll show you who's in front, yes. like who's leading everything like that. You can bet on who's gonna win. Highly recommend that. Um, also, now just we hadn't talked about this the fact that um, that sports are off. Another industry that's massively affected by this is the sports betting industry. So people have now taken to to betting on the weather. I'm gonna bet that it's gray in Ann Arbor. That's a pretty surefire win for you, right there. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that people are talking about. Thank God, one piece of news that we can talk about with sports: Tom Brady. Except if, I mean, if you're a Patriots fan, it just goes t- more towards your shitty 2020. But like, at least it's something we can talk about. I'm assuming everybody knows. Most people who watch this are going to be Michigan people alum. Uh, won six Super Bowls with the Pats. Been with them, what, 20 plus years. His whole career, like, insane. Like, had so much success with them. He's 43 years old. And he's leaving to go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There has been rumors that he's been wanting to leave and there's been debates on what team he would even consider going to. And I would have never thought it'd be Tampa Bay. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know a ton about football, but because I'm so starved for basketball, I've done a lot of reading and a lot of watching about this subject. So what I've kind of gathered from it is that, you know, Tom Brady's 43 and he wants to, he's made it clear that he wants to play football until he's at least 45 he thinks that he can do that but to me it just seems like the pats don't want to see him get to age 45 because in my mind you know if bill belichick wanted tom brady back they would have got tom brady back like come on but it, it, it is really strange i mean tom brady has been a patriot for for 20 years but it just seemed to me like sort of both him and belichick were sort of ready to move on i mean Belichick already nearly did that two years ago. He had Jimmy G all lined up, and it, it seemed like he was ready then to kind of have him take over. Obviously, that didn't happen, and Brady got them another Super Bowl ring during that time. But no, it, it's definitely weird. I mean, I I think I'd only heard of the Buccaneers maybe maybe once before this as someone who's not a huge fan of the NFL, and I think that that person who mentioned them was just making fun of them anyway. Um, but you know, it it's intriguing to see what actually what might actually come about this. And I think that what's gonna happen is you're gonna see people comparing obviously Bill Belichick's season and Tom Brady's season. It's gonna be sort of a competition to see who can have the most successful time apart from each other. And and I, I do think that he has left a legacy with the Patriots, obviously. Like there is not one Patriots fan in the world. It's been my whole lifetime. Like Tom Brady is a Patriot before anything else. And I think he'll always be viewed that way. But like you said, like who is going to get the more pressure to improve, like prove themselves as an individual, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? Cause they were, they've been a unit for two decades. I think the the pressure definitely is more on Tom Brady though. Cause I think a lot of people have sort of, I don't think many people question the coaching ability of Bill Belichick, and I don't think many people question the performances of Tom Brady. However, Bill Belichick's not really going to become a worse coach as as seasons go on. He's sort of proven that, but Tom Brady obviously has the fact that he he's a man and his body is going to break down over time. He was never a particularly fast quarterback, but obviously that speed is going to go even more so. It's just a question of whether he can still perform at a high level going to age 45 which would be ridiculous to see but that's sort of what he's got to prove if he's gonna make anything worthwhile out of being in tampa bay belichick did like release some nice statements about him i don't know i think it's kind of an awkward thing for like them to go through like i said they have been a unit for over two decades but he said uh, tom and i will always have a great relationship built on love admiration respect and appreciation Tom's success as a player and his character as a person are exceptional. 
Nothing about the end of Tom's Patriots career changes how unfathomably spectacular it was. With his relentless competitiveness and longevity, he's earned everyone's admiration and will be celebrated forever. It's been a privilege to coach Tom Brady for 20 years. Oh, that's sad. But it, it definitely does seem that it was a pretty amicable breakup, I think. Like, they could, you know, they're still going to, they'll still see each other in games and they'll still, like, give each other a hug and stuff. It, you know, it seems like it's all right. It doesn't seem bad. Tom Brady will give him a kiss on the lips, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, they ended on good terms. So, yeah, I guess let's go over some positives uh, about this coronavirus. We need some good vibes. Um, I think you're going to like the NBA players. There's been a ton of them, I'm sure you heard, donating a lot of money to like arena staff. Let's see. Yeah, like you said, NBA owners are at least like starting to talk about creating financial support for arena staff and like. Yeah. Also, one thing that I do want to say about this. Well, you know, this is a take from Ryan Rossillo on the Bill Simmons podcast. I don't want to take someone's take without giving them credit for it. He was sort of just talking about the fact that for an M- NBA owners, it's kind of important. People were talking about this and wanting NBA owners to respond immediately, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. But they were put under a lot of pressure because, I mean, Mark Cuban, as I mentioned, the Mavs were playing the night that the NBA suspended the season. They um, they pull up, like, well, they have an interview with Mark Cuban right after the game, and he says, oh, we're going to put a plan in place um, that will support all of our team staff and all of our arena staff which immediately puts an immense amount of pressure on all 29 of the other NBA teams who have now got to figure out a way to match the salaries of everyone who works for them while making seemingly no money other than, I guess, off of merchandise sales. Um, so, you know, that's not something that they can do overnight. And I and I don't feel sorry for billionaire owners ever, but I think that, you know, it seems like at this point that almost all of them have spoken about the fact that they are creating plans to try and support their staff. So I think it's just a matter of being patient on that front. But I think it is happening. And another thing, Steph Curry turned 32 last Saturday, March yeah, 14th. Yeah. 32 years old, three-time NBA champion, two-time MVP, wife, three beautiful kids. And he's a Pisces, of course. <laughs> Let's go, Steph Curry. Let's Happy go, birthday, Steph. buddy. <laughs> he had to be a Pisces. I knew it. He had to be. There was no there was no way around that. <laughs> no, I love Steph. Steph's one of my favorite NBA players. I think that he generally just seems like a pretty great human being. Uh, yeah, three-time NBA champion, two-time MVP. Should be a finals MVP as well. Debatable with Andre Iguodala. I don't agree with that pick, but that's fine. Steph will forever be probably missing that piece from his resume, which sucks, but he is the best shooter of all time. So glad that hopefully he had a good day amongst all of this craziness. Yes, happy birthday, Steph. Happy Spend birthday. some time dancing with Riley Curry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love that for her. Mm-hmm. So you on your TikTok, you been seeing any players on there? Oh, so many players. You would not believe how many NBA players are on TikTok right now. So Giannis is learning how to play the guitar on TikTok, which is pretty amazing to watch. He's also, Giannis is a huge fan of TikTok, actually. He actually does an immense amount of uh, TikTok dances. He was doing them all over the NBA All-Star Weekend, so he's just learning more of those. Uh, Matisse Thibel, the rookie from um, the uh, 76ers, uh, he's been doing like really cool, actually, like ping pong trick shots, which I've been super impressed with. He seems very bored. Like, he's like beer pong? Uh, like, he's taken, like, just round, like, objects that have holes in his apartment and is just, like, figuring <laughs> out cool trick shots, like, bouncing off ping pong balls off of walls and stuff. Um, I think he's currently um, self-quarantined by himself in an apartment, so he's just bored out of his mind. Um, and I saw DeMontis Sabonis of the Pacers was dancing a bunch as well. So, yeah, it's nice to see some NBA players still having some fun with it. Good. Um, what else? You got some basketball in Korea, yeah, so, South Korea, uh, it's KBL. Not, it's not all awful for people who are worried about basketball. Um, it's returning in Asian countries. So um, in the South Korean League, the KBL, Uh, They have games scheduled now for the end of March where there won't be any fans in attendance, but they will be, um, they were suspended since late February, but now they're they're back. So that's great to see. Um, In China, 
the Chinese Basketball Association, which suspended its play in late January, is calling players back with games expected to start in early April, which is awesome. Uh, the way that they're doing it is they're bringing back players um, right now because some players in the U.S. play over in China and other international players play in China. Um, and they're quarantining them for up to two weeks prior to the season resuming so that they know that no one has it when they then start playing again. Smart. Um, but teams will also play four games a week doing it. They'll be behind closed doors, so no fans there either. And they'll do that for a month, and then the playoffs will start in mid-May. Um but what's will really able interesting? To watch these games I hope the so because I think I it's really the only thing so. I can watch now. Um, <laughs> but the uh, other thing that is kind of weird about that is for international players, if they refuse to return to China because of you know fears of getting the virus, um, they'll be banned from the Chinese Basketball League for three years, which is you know not a good thing for them at all. And then on top of that. For players who do go, it's the issue of what's going to happen when they try and return home after that. It's it's a truly bizarre situation for those players to be in. So I just hope that they all uh, are safe during and healthy. Yeah, it's it's tough. I feel like another tough period too is going to be like right after all of this is resolved. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be so many questions as to like, I wonder if they're going to start with okay, like five people can be together, 10 people, 20. Right. Like, yeah. There's no way it can just go back to being full capacity no, everywhere. No, so it's going to yeah. be... No way. It's going to be... A, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this will play out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, during this time, I know you said you're watching all these crazy things on YouTube, yeah. Marble Olympics. What other hobbies are you picking up? <laughs> so I'm. we spoke a little bit about this, but I'm so bored that I'm running every day. Oh, I'm running like six and a half miles a day. Just like, I mean, I figure in this time, if Corona is going to take sports away from me, I may as well use this as my time to get in, you know, summer body shape. Um, oh, I thought you were not- going to say train to be in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if it takes, you know, if they, if they have enough open spots, I guess, if things go really south, then who knows? Maybe I'll be able to make it. I'll be a walk-on senior for the Michigan team. <laughs> that's my, that's the dream. Um, but, you know, trying to get into good shape, uh, you know, may as well. I've got plenty of time on my hands. So I've been running while listening to podcasts. And honestly, what I would recommend to people listening, if you are doing social distancing, Social distancing doesn't mean you can't go outside. Right. You can still go outside, you know, probably don't be like all up in people's faces and stuff, but like going on a run and stuff, it's a great way of getting fresh air. I see plenty of dogs when I'm walking around, which is awesome. Exactly. Just like Maisie. None of them are as cute as her though, obviously. She's been acting up. I'm sorry if you hear barking through this podcast. Oof. She looks upset. <laughs> She's pissed at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, I've just been reading a bunch. So one of the things that I did before my um, like social distancing thing when i went grocery shopping we also went to a barnes and noble and i bought three new books about basketball so i have some book recommendations for people hear it so showboat by roland lazenby i actually read this before um any of this happened this is kobe's biography i recommend it immensely it is such an in-depth look at the entire life of Kobe Bryant leading up to his retirement, going a little bit into what he did afterwards, but it released just after he retired. It covers absolutely everything. It doesn't hold back. It goes into details of Kobe's life that, you know, definitely have impacted his legacy. Um, But it's such an incredible look at what was just an unbelievable life. It goes through like his dad's career in the NBA, what it was like for Kobe growing up in Italy when his dad was playing international basketball, Kobe's rise through high school tournaments. Like it's, it's an amazing book. Uh, I'm also reading Elevated, The Global Rise of the NBA by Jeff Van Gundy, which is really cool. So it's like a collection of New York Times articles um, from the beginning of the NBA through to where it is now, sort of 2019. Um, and it's narrated through... Wait, was that you saying narrated? Yes, that is how I say the word. I don't even know how Americans say it. Narrate? Yeah, narrate. <laughs> narrated um, throughout 
um, by Jeff Van Gundy, who sort of ties each chapter together, the theme, by giving you a couple of pages explaining what's going to be talked about in each article. And then you get actual New York Times articles in the book from, you know, 1973 or from 1989. So you get to actually see what people were writing about the NBA directly at the time, uh, which is really cool. Uh, Phil Jackson, 11 Rings is another one. So Phil Jackson, obviously the super famous basketball coach, uh, won 11 Rings in the NBA. It's sort of a leadership book, but also goes into details about the specifics of each NBA franchise he was working with as in the Bulls and the Lakers. So that's been really interesting. Um, and then finally, I've been reading Basketball and Other Things by Shea Serrano. I'd really recommend anything by him. Um, Definitely a better light reading book in comparison to some of the other ones in the sense that it's more comedic. It sort of goes through like what ifs in the NBA. It goes through hypothetical questions um, and it's illustrated really well. So yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend that as well. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do want to read Kobe's biography. I guess I do have time to pick it up right now, but I don't know if I'm ready. All right, well, moving forward with this podcast, later this week, uh, I think we're going to be interviewing a couple athletes via IG Live. Um, that's just the easiest way to do things now. Like I said on my post today, this is a good time to just reinvent the way things are done. And starting a podcast this way probably isn't the most conventional. But like I said, uh, it's going to be like this for a while. It's a way to reinvent how things are, just start new normals and not really... Look, I'm not really looking for any other examples to go off of. I'm just kind of, you can't. This is a new thing. Um, so if you're an athlete and you want to share your experience with losing the season, or if you're a senior and you just want to talk, um, I have an outlet for you. And I would love to interview you, hear your story. And yeah, I think it's a good way to just outlet what we're all going through because I guarantee there's somebody else out there. There's another athlete. There's another student out there going through the same thing. And it's helpful for us all to just talk about it right now. Um, and like I said, looking back, this is going to be a huge, important part of history. Sad, but it's crazy. Crazy times. Um, all right, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Josh, thank you for all of your NBA knowledge. I loved it. But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Lauren. Really, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, always down to talk about basketball. Uh, my favorite thing to do. So yeah, I would love to be on whenever. Oh, next week. Oh, keep an eye out. We may or may not be filling out some March Madness brackets. <laughs> All right. Thank you again for joining me. We'll see you probably next week. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Go on walks. Read some books and uh, listen to this podcast because you've got nothing else to do. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.